Welcome back to Paranormal Stories and Spooky Shiz. I'm your host, Chappie, and then today, due to our poll on our Facebook page, we will be talking about mermaids and sirens. Alright, with that being said, let's jump right into the stories. Alright, while we will be getting into the inspiration for the movie The Little Mermaid, I think we can all identify the Disney character and relate to her being part of the human world. When in actuality, a lot of the human world wants to know, are mermaids real? Where did the lore come from? And how long has it been going? So with that in mind, let's jump into our first article. We jump into LiveScience.com, where they have an article, Mermaids and Mermen, Facts and Legends, by Scott Dutfield. The Mythological History of Mermaids and Their Real-World Origins Centuries ago, mysterious sea serpents and mermaids were believed to be hidden in the world's vast oceans. Merfolk, mermaids and mermen, are of course a marine version of half-human, half-animal legends that have captured a human imagination for ages. One source, the Arabian Nights, described mermaids as having moon faces and hair like women's, but their hands and feet were in their bellies and they had tails like fishes. Charles J. S. Thompson, a former curator at the Royal College of Surgeons of England, notes in his book, the Mystery and Lore of Monsters. Thompson writes that traditions concerning creatures half-human and half-fish in form have existed for thousands of years. And the Babylonian deity Era or Ones, the fish god, is usually depicted as having a bearded head with a crown and a body like a man, but from the waist downwards, he has the shape of a fish. Greek mythology contains stories of the god Triton, the merman messenger of the sea, and several modern religious religions include Hinduism and Kondobal, an Afro-Brazilian belief, worship mermaid goddesses to this day. One of the earliest depictions of a mermaid came from Syrian mythology. A targetus, also known as Derceto, or the Syrian goddess, was half-woman, half-fish deity of the ancient city Hierapolis Bambis in Syria. I know I destroyed those names. I do apologize. However, many people are perhaps most familiar with the Disney version of The Little Mermaid, a somewhat sanitized version of a Hans Christian Andersen fairy tale first published in 1837. In some legends from Scotland and Wales, Mermaids befriended and even married humans. Marie Leo, in her book Seduction and the Secret Power of Women, notes that in the Shetland Islands, mermaids are stunningly beautiful women who live under the sea. Their hybrid appearance is temporary, and the effect being achieved by donning the skin of a fish. They must be very careful not to lose this while wandering about on land because without it, they would be unable to return to their underwater realm. In folklore, mermaids were often associated with the misfortune and death 
luring errant sailors off course and even onto rocky shoals, according to the Ohio State University. Though not as well known as their female counterparts, mermen have an equally fierce reputation for summoning storms, sinking ships, and drowning sailors. One especially feared group, the Blue Men of the Mink, are said to dwell in the outer Hebrides off the coast of Scotland, according to the Scotsman. They look like ordinary men from the waist up anyway, with their exception of their blue-tinted skin and gray beards. Local lore claims that before laying siege to a ship, the Blue Men often challenge its captain to a rhyming contest. If the captain is quick enough of wit and agile enough of tongue, he can best the Blue Men and save his sailors from a watery grave. Japanese legends have a version of merfolk called Kappa. Said to reside in Japanese lakes, coasts, and rivers, these child-sized water spirits usually appear more animal than human, with simian faces and tortoise shells on their back, according to Encyclopedia Britannica. Like the blue men, the Kappa sometimes interact with humans and challenge them to games of skill, in which the penalty for losing is death. Kappa are said to have the appetite for children, and those foolish enough to swim alone in remote places, but they especially prize fresh cucumbers. Throughout West, South, and Central Africa, the mythical water spirit called Mami Wata, which means Mother of the Waters, was once worshipped for their ability to bestow beauty, health, and wisdom to their followers, according to the Royal Museum's Greenwich. Mami Wata is often portrayed as a mermaid or snake charmer, However, her presence has been influenced by presentations of other indigenous African water spraced, as well as European mermaids and Hindu gods and goddesses, according to the Smithsonian. The reality of mermaids was assumed during the medieval times, when they were depicted matter-of-factly alongside known aquatic animals such as whales. Hundreds of years ago, sailors and residents in coastal towns around the world told of encountering sea maidens. One story dating back to the 1600s claimed that a mermaid had entered Holland through a dike and was injured in the process. She was taken to a nearby lake and soon nursed back to health. She eventually became a productive citizen, learning to speak Dutch, perform household chores, and even converted to Catholicism, according to the Flying Dutchman and other folk tales from the Netherlands by Theo Metter. Another mermaid encounter, once offered as a true story, is described in Edward Snow's Incredible Mysteries and Legends of the Sea. A sea captain off the coast of Newfoundland described his 1614 encounter. Captain John Smith of Jamestown fame saw a mermaid swimming about with all possible grace. He pictured her as having large eyes, a finely shaped nose with that was somewhat short, and well-formed ears that were rather too long. Smith goes on to say that her long green hair imparted to her an original character that was by no means unattractive. In fact, Smith was so taken with this lovely woman that he began to experience the first effects of love as he gazed at her before his sudden and surely profoundly disappointing realization that she was a fish from the waist down. 
Surrealist painter Reen Magritte depicted a sort of reverse mermaid in his 1949 painting, The Collective Invention. By the 1800s, hoaxers churned out fake mermaids by the dozens to satisfy the public's interest in the creatures. The great showman P.T. Barnum displayed the Fiji mermaid in the 1840s, and it became one of the most popular attractions. Those paying 50 cents hoping to see a long-limbed, fishy-tailed beauty comb her hair were surely disappointed. Instead, they saw a grotesque, fake corpse a few feet long. It had a torso, head, and limbs of a monkey, and the bottom part of a fish. To the modern eye, it was an obvious fake, but it fooled and intrigued many at the time. The concept of an aquatic human was taken more seriously in 1960, when a British biologist, Sir Alistair Hardy, proposed a new theory to explain some of the anomalies of human evolution. Our lack of fur, big brains, and subcutaneous fat, qualities seen in marine mammals, are just some traits that he led that led Hardy to propose that humans descended not from savanna-dwelling apes, but more marine environments. Hardy and supporters of his aquatic ape theory suggest that humans took to the water to find food instead of land, and eventually evolved to live in the water, which many have used to perpetuate the idea of mermaids' existence, according to Ohio State University. Hardy's theory remains largely controversial and lacking in evidence, the, major, the majority of archaeological evidence supports a human evolution that occurred on land rather than in the water. Could there be a scientific basis for the mermaid stories? Some researchers believe the sightings of a human-sized ocean animal, such as manatees and dugongs, may have inspired merfolk legend. The animals have a flat mermaid-like tail and two flippers that resemble stubby arms. They don't look exactly like a typical mermaid or merman, of course, but many sightings were quite a distance away, and being mostly submerged in water and waves, only parts of their bodies were visible. Identifying animals in the water is inherently problematic, since eyewitnesses, by definition, are only seeing a small part of the creature. When you add in the factor of low light at sunset and at the distances involved, possibly identifying even a known creature can be difficult. A glimpse of a head, arm, or tail just before it dives under the waves might have spawned some mermaid reports. In 2012, an Animal Planet special, Mermaids, The Body Found, renewed interest in mermaids. It presented the story of scientists finding proof of real mermaids in the oceans. It was fiction, but presented in a fake documentary format that seemed realistic. The show was so convincing that National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration received enough inquiries following the TV special that they issued a statement officially denying the existence of mermaids. A temple in Fuoka, Japan, is said to house the remains of a mermaid that washed ashore in 1222, according to the Smithsonian. Its bones were preserved at the behest of a priest who believed the creature had come from a legend the legendary palace of a dragon god at the bottom of the ocean. For nearly 800 years, the bones have been displayed. Water used to soak the bones was said to prevent diseases. 
Only a few of the bones remain. Since they have not been scientifically tested, their true nature remains unknown. Mermaids may be ancient, but they're still with us in many forms. Their images can still be found all around us, in films, books, Disney movies, at Starbucks, and maybe even in the ocean waves if we look close enough. Alright, we hop over to oceaninfo.com, where they have an article, Top 8 Real Mermaid Sightings. For centuries, it is still uncertain whether mermaids are real or not. Here are the top 8 sightings of mermaids from across the world. If there is one thing that has fascinated mankind for centuries, it is the belief that mermaids could be real. For divers to explorers, people have claimed to have seen mermaids with their own eyes. So could it be true? The origins of mermaids appear to have come thousands of years ago, but still ring true to present day. Here are top picks of mermaid sightings throughout history. Unlike the fakes and hoaxes that passed around, these sightings have something a little truer and different about their claims. Something about them makes it hard to deny the existence of mermaids. Second century Gaul, mermaid corpses were found washed up on the beach. Governor of Gaul wrote a letter to the Emperor Augustus about mermaids. Mermaid sightings weren't something that started recently, quite the contrary. There have been claims that go as far back as the 2nd century AD. The Hellenized Syrian writer Lucian had mentioned the possible existence of mermaids in his Natural History 949-11. Pliny the Elder has mentioned and describes numerous sightings of mermaids off the coast of Gaul. Mermaid corpses were found to be frequently washed up on the shores with their bodies covered all over in scales. He also comments that the governor of Gaul even wrote a letter to Emperor Augustus to inform him about these mythical creatures. An 18th century Blackbeard's logbook. The pirate Blackbeard mentioned mermaids in his logbook. He avoided waters known for mermaid sightings. One of the most famous and feared pirates in history has mentioned the possibility of mermaids in his logbook. He had instructed his crew on several voyages to stay away from certain charted waters that he called enchanted because of mermaids in the areas that Blackbeard and his crew had been reportedly seeing. The famous explorer Columbus was said to have spotted three mermaids or sirens off the coast of Hispaniola in 1493. He had said that unlike folklore, these creatures weren't beautiful due to some masculine features on their face. Historians debunk them as possible sightings of manatees, but nobody really knows what Columbus actually saw. 1943, Kai Islands. Japanese soldiers of World War II saw many mermaid or manfish sightings. Claimed to be 150 centimeters tall, having spikes on their spine, shoulders, and neck. These soldiers stationed in a 555 square mile area in the islands had multiple claims of encounters with these manfish or as the modern world calls them, mermaids. The Japanese soldiers recorded not one, but many different sightings, claiming they all saw the same thing. An amphibious creature that was mostly seen to be in the sea than on land. The marine creature was about 150 centimeters tall, having spikes on the spine, shoulders, and neck. They were said to have had light pink skin, similar to salmon, and a mouth like a carp. Instead of a single tail, they had two frog-like long fins and long arms. One such sighting happened when a troop of soldiers came to a natural lagoon after leisurely exploring the island. 
The lagoon seemed normal until they saw someone thrashing in the water. Suddenly, an orange ikan jumped out of the water and onto a rock. It turned and faced the soldiers and let out a weird gurgling noise. Another same creature was seen swimming in the water towards them. They didn't seem friendly, and not knowing the creature's intentions, the soldiers started shooting at them, but the creatures escaped and disappeared out of view. The sergeant named Mr. Taro requested the villagers to inform him if any of the Orang Ikan were captured dead or alive. The soldiers summoned the general soon after, who saw these creatures with his own eyes as well. Mr. Taro tried his best to get the scientific community involved after the war, but unfortunately, it didn't happen. 1967, Main Island. Tourists on the ferry saw a mermaid, claimed she had blonde hair, eating raw salmon. In 1967, a ferry with tourists was astonished to spot a blonde mermaid on the beach. The people who saw this marine creature said that she seemed to be eating a raw salmon fish while enjoying the waves splashing upon her. A similar mermaid spotting incident was reported the same week, although a lot of people didn't believe it was real. Charles White from the Undersea Gardens was desperate to prove her existence and offered a $25,000 reward for the mermaid's capture, even going as far as saying that he would offer a room for the mermaid with whatever she likes, but nobody was able to capture or find the mermaid. And as time passed, the story died. 2009, Curiet Beach. Multiple sightings of a young mermaid. This huge incident had the media, the public, and the government all involved to uncover the mysterious mermaid sightings on Kiryat and Israel. In 2009, some onlookers said there was a creature that resembled a young girl who would have been often found on the beach doing tricks in the water. They kept seeing her for a number of days. It took a while for the news to spread and reach the general public and get the government involved. When the government did finally get involved, they issued a $1 million reward for anyone who could possibly prove solid proof of the mermaid's existence. Capturing the mermaid was not necessary, just a photo would suffice. When the news was out, NBC got out to do some investigation of their own with a film crew. They filmed morning and night above and below waters hoping to get some kind of footage of the mermaid. Then, late one night, the crew claimed to have seen a human figure dipping into the water. The research crew did their best to follow the mermaid and capture it on camera, but it was to no avail. The mermaid disappeared, and the crew was left without solid proof except for some findings and a shot by bystanders of the mermaid dipping into the sea. All the footage by both the crew and the bystanders were transferred to the center for Coastal Ocean Research in Los Angeles. Michael Schatt, the center's director, examined the evidence and said that although it was impossible to clearly state that the figure in the footage is a mermaid, it still remained a high possibility. The $1 million reward still stands and tourists and locals are still on the lookout. 2012 Zimbabwe Dam The dam was blocked with divers to fix it. All that the... All that dived to the blockage claimed to see a mermaid and refused to dive back in. In 2012, Zimbabwe dam workers were trying to install a water pump for local agriculture. When the pumps were blocked, local workers and divers were hired to see what blocked these pipes. 
After submerging to investigate these pipes and resurfacing, the local divers and workers swore they would never return to those waters again because they had seen a real mermaid. But the government didn't believe the workers and their claims about seeing a mermaid in the depths, so they hired divers and dam workers from outside. But these new people reported seeing the same thing and refused to go back in there to finish the repairs. It's not just the dam and its workers. The people of that land have no doubt about mermaids existing, and several have claimed that they've seen proof, and even mermaids themselves. To this day, the dam is still not finished. Alright, so now we hop over to an article from aquamermaid.com, where they have mermaid stories from around the world by The Dreamer. It was written this year. Global stories about mermaids. Syria, China, Scotland, Greece, Russia. Where do mermaids live around the world? Before I answer that question, I thought it would be the best to first introduce you to the first mermaid and how she came to be. Number one, Assyrian beginning. In ancient Syria, we see many such gods linked to the sun, moon, sea, death, thunderstorms, and more. One such goddess was Artagatis, goddess of love and fertility, and her consort was Hadad, god of thunderstorms. According to one version of the myth, she fell in love with a shepherd, often said to be Hadad himself, though not a god here, and conceived a child. Since he was immortal, he was unable to withstand her power, and love, and died. Heartbroken, Atagatis, At Atargatis could not live without him, as, and as soon as the child was born, she plunged into a lake. It was better to die and join the father of her child than live a life without him. Known for her radiant beauty, the gods could not allow her to die and they transformed her into a half-fish. Another variation of the story is that a fish rescued the goddess from a watery death. In any case, this is a short version of the legend of the first mermaid. Influence on other cultures. Mermaids are always pictured as having flowing hair entangled with shells and beauty beyond the realms of the earth. But the origin of these creatures is a sad one. One that paradoxes their characteristics. With Hadad as a god, it seems to be a perfect match. Love weds thunderstorms equals tale of mermaid goddess. So we see that people of ancient Syria managed to explain the sea and all it encompasses through the marriage of Hadad and Atargatis. These archaic ideas also influenced Greek religion. They too had a goddess with similar attributes, Aphrodite. The story here is that she emerged from the foamy waters where her father, Uranus, lay chopped up. But more on that later, perhaps in another post. Number two, Tales from China. We know China as a country rich in tradition and dense with population. Well, the two key aspects of this mystical country merge into the existence of mythical beings. As the most populated country on earth, we'd expect mermaids too, right? Today I will be discussing a prominent classic, the Shanghai Jing. 
Translated, it reads, The Classic of Mountains and Seas, and records such several supernatural creatures that existed in China, like the Ba Xi, the Cheng Huang, etc. I will only focus on the seas part, because, well, isn't it obvious? Mermaids in the Sh Shanghai Jing. The book mixes reality and fantasy to create a text like no other. Though it mentions various beasts, both real and mythological, it also describes their importance and value. That's why it's a treasure. Mermaids, or Dairon, are just some of the weirdly wonderful creatures to take an appearance in the book. However, the appearance of these oriental mermaids are a bit different than our concept of the little mermaid. Mermaid interaction with people. For a start, there seems to be a variety of mermaids in the book. Different names, features, characteristics, even lifestyles. Throughout the book, they're referred to as fish women, shark people, etc. One species of mermaid called Ling Yu is described as having a human face, fishtail, and feet. Try to picture that for a second. This mermaid can not only swim, but also walk on land and interact with humans. The other type, called a diron, is more attuned to our idea of a mermaid, human torso, and fishtail, though they weren't the prettiest of creatures. Other species made silk fabrics that don't get wet, master weavers, conduct business with humans, and can even resurrect from the dead. A mermaid breed was also popular for their tears, which transformed into gorgeous pearls and were presented as gifts or bartered in exchange for supplies. Lamps burned forever because of the gift of the mermaid fat that kept them burning. Mermaids in China were quite diverse and swam amongst common sea life with mackerel. Each species possessed unbelievable attributes and unique traits, much like the culture and people of China. Number three, the mysterious waters of Scotland. Fiery Scotland is more than bagpipes, kilts, and castles. It's also the birthplace of a strange mythical creature like Kelpies, Selkies, Loch Ness Monster, Bean Nye, and more. One can then expect a mermaid version too. The Sieg. Gaelic and ancient Celtic language of Scotland that is still spoken today. The term seas, Sieg <laughs> in Gaelic is Madin na Tun, meaning made of the wave. This mermaid is described as a ravishing woman with a tail of a salmon. Yes, much more specific compared to other mermaid stories. Seags live in streams, lakes, rivers, and if captured, they may grant three wishes to the captor. Often they marry humans out of desire or force, but eventually return to their watery abodes. They're spiteful. Though, who wouldn't be with a forced marriage, all the while taken out from their homes? The only way to subdue one such creature is to capture its soul and hide it away. Selkies are also part of the Scottish folklore, though they are beguiling women who live in the sea in the forms of seals and can transform into humans on land. Since I am more biased towards fishery dairies, I'll leave the selkies. I'll leave out the selkies for now.
The Great Myths of Greeks of Greece. Greeks are famous for myths and legends, from the dashing Hercules to the great Zeus, to uncontrollable Hades or poor Narcissus. Unfortunately, mermaids didn't make the cut into the awesome and stunning clique. Let me just say, this may be the most shocking and quirky image of a mermaid you have seen and probably ever will see. Now that I have warned you, let's take a look. First off, these are called sirens, not mermaid. A siren is the Greek version of a mermaid and is perhaps the most dangerous of them all. Half an alluring woman and half bird? Sirens beckon passing sailors with their enchanting music and song. Eventually, the unfortunate sailors meet a watery grave. The Birth of Sirens As the story goes, sirens were the offspring of the river god Achilles and one of the nine muses. Achilles was attributed to the longest river in Greece with the same name. Sirens are a part of the story of Odysseus, where they attempt to lure him to his doom. However, he stuffs the ears of his fellow sailors with wax and then orders the men to tie him to the mast so that he may hear the beautiful melodies while still being out of their reach. He thus manages to sail by without harm. Upon their failure, the sirens plunged themselves into the sea and died. Demeter gave them wings of a bird to be able to fly and cover a greater distance. Eventually unable to find her, they retired to an island and live only to charm and kill sailors. They also appear in the story of the Argonauts, where once again another sailor evades their charms. Orpheus, a great musician who drowns out the singing with his powerful tune. The island of the Sirens is a desolate land, smothered with the bones of unlucky seamen and rotting flesh of those still uneaten, those poor unfortunate souls. Number five, rich and colorful Russia. Mermaids of Russia are part of Slavic folklore. The name here is Rusalki. They are the souls of the drowned women who have killed themselves because of unfortunate love life. The Rusalki can also be men, Rusalka. And as the legend goes, anyone who dies in a lake or river during Green Week transforms into such a creature. The first Rusalki Green Week celebrated in Russia was a week of agricultural bounty and a week where Rusalki were at their most active state. They were described as gorgeous women with flowing green or blue hair, frighteningly malicious and vicious to people. They were the nymphs of fertility and water. Thus, during Green Week, the locals would invoke them so that they may bring about a rich, bountiful harvest for the coming year. Rusalki in different areas of Russia have varying appearances and traits, both positive and negative. In some stories, they are lovely, enchanting women, and in others, they are abhorrent, ugly women. During this pivotal time, also called Rusalki Week, the locals avoided the waters at all costs for fear that the Rusalki would drown them. They would emerge from their watery abode and sit in the branches of birch trees, singing sweetly and combing their hair with bones drowning anyone who comes close. At the end of the week, people would conduct a ritual to ward off the mermaids and thereby keep their natives safe. After this week, the grass is greener and the crops sweeter.
All right, so now we go over to Ranker, where they have a list for us about mermaids. People from history who claim to have encountered mermaids and their evidence by Genevieve Carlton. All right. By now you've heard about the evidence that unicorns were real, but what about other magical creatures? Specifically, are mermaids real? For centuries, there have been tales of beautiful mermaids seducing sailors with their songs, along with the disturbing stories about mermaids eating human flesh. But the evidence goes beyond stories. There is even physical mermaid proof in existence, albeit dubious. For centuries, eyewitnesses claim to have seen real mermaids around the world. The sightings go all the way back to the Roman Emperor Augustus in 63 BCE. Multiple artists produced images of mermaids drawn from life. Thousands of sailors bought Jenny Hennever's Little Mermaid-like Creatures. Even Christopher Columbus argued that he saw three mermaids off the coast of Haiti. When it comes to mermaid history, there's historical evidence that mermaids are real. But you doubt the evidence? Keep in mind that more than 95% of the ocean has never been explored by humans. Could mermaids be hiding in the deep sea? Ancient Roman authorities claimed that mermaids were real, and they could sink ships. In the first century, Roman naturalist Pliny the Elder wrote a book called Natural History that would shape European science for centuries. In Natural History, Pliny wrote about half-human, half-fish creatures that he called nereids. Even though these mermaid were part human, Pliny said the portion of the body that resembles the human figure is still rough all over with scales. Pliny had never seen the nereids himself, but he provided a source for his belief that they were real. One of the Emperor Augustus's military officers in France wrote that he found a pile of nereids dead upon the seashore. Pliny also reported a seaman who climbed onto the ships at night and could sink the ship if he stayed on board long enough. All right, as we mentioned earlier, Christopher Columbus spotted a mermaid on his voyage and said she was ugly. All right, sailors collected little mermaids called Jenny Hanover's in the 1500s. And then it has a picture of what looks like the underside of a ray-like fish with a face. These mermaid-like creatures began to appear in Antwerp in mid-16th century. Sailors called them Jenny Hanovers, and they sold the objects to tourists. The curious name may be an English translation of the French phrase Jeune d'Anverse or Young Person of Antwerp, where English sailors bought Jenny Hanover's. For centuries, Jenny Hanover's were visible proof that mermaid-like creatures lived in the ocean, but others saw them as proof of something darker. They were also called devilfish, and one tradition claimed they were enemies of Christ. Alright, as we mentioned earlier, Captain John Smith fell in love with a mermaid in 1614.
All right, one mermaid off the coast of Wales was seen by multiple people for hours. Many mermaid sightings involve a quick look at a distant creature, as when Columbus saw mermaids off the coast of Haiti. But some reported mermaid sightings include a number of eyewitnesses who weren't ocean-crazed sailors. In 1603, a mermaid was spotted off the coast of Wales, near Pending. A farmer named Thomas Reynold first spotted the creature, and he then called others over to watch the mermaid for three hours. William Saunders, also from Bendine, examined Raymond and the other witnesses. The story was credible enough that in 1604, an image was created to depict the mermaid. It described her as a monstrous fish that appeared in the form of a woman from her waist upwards. All right. When European sailors visited the South Pacific, they found more mermaids. By the 18th century, Europeans had established colonies in the Indian Ocean and South Pacific. Europeans in the Dutch East Indies encountered plants and animals that had never been seen in Europe. One of the exotic creatures was the mermaid, which painter Samuel Valores included in a 1718 drawing. Valores claimed that he caught a mermaid himself and brought her into his home. He then drew the picture of the mermaid from his first-hand observations. Valores reported that the mermaid lived in a container of water and squeaked like a mouse. After four days, the mermaid died of starvation because she refused to eat. All right. Mermaids weren't just beautiful sea creatures. They were also described as monsters. Most depictions of mermaids showed them as beautiful, seductive women, drawing on the tradition of sirens who could lure sailors to their deaths. But in one 13th century Norwegian manuscript, mermen were described as monsters. The monster is tall and of great size and rises straight out of the water, the text reads. It had shoulders like a man, but no hands. No one has ever observed it closely enough to determine whether its body had scales like a fish or skin like a man. The monstrous creature was also a sign of doom. Whenever the creature had shown itself, men had always been sure that a storm would follow. Alright. In Holland, stories tell of two mermaids who emerged from the sea and became women. Right. We've already read that one. According to the NOAA, mermaids don't exist. So what gives? NOAA, or the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, definitively said that no evidence of aquatic humanoids has ever been found. And some of the mermaid sightings from history can easily be explained away. Sailors might go mad after weeks on months at sea, and they might see seductive fish women calling them to shore. But what about the Jenny Hanivers and the eyewitness account of mermaid sightings? Is it possible that all this historical evidence that mermaids exist might be wrong? Manatees have been mistaken for mermaids. When Christopher Columbus spotted three mermaids off the coast of Haiti, he was probably seeing manatees. Just as Columbus described, 
Manatees are able to rise out of the sea, especially in shallow water. They also have finger-like bones on their forelimbs and a neck that allows them to turn their head. So from the deck of a ship, a manatee might easily transform into an ugly mermaid, like Columbus described. Even though Columbus likely didn't see real mermaids, his logbook entry is the first recorded observation of a manatee in North America. Once again, Columbus had no idea what he was looking at. He also insisted he had discovered Asia, not Americas, until his death. The Lady of the Sea may have been confused for a mermaid in the Pacific. In the Pacific Ocean, an animal named the dugong may also have been confused for a mermaid. The dugong, which literally means Lady of the Sea in the Malay language, has similar appearance to a manatee. In at least one instance, a mermaid skeleton was proven to be a dugong. England's Magazine of Natural History published a description of the skeleton of a mermaid, which had been shot in the vicinity of the islands of Mombas. The dugong skeleton was similar enough to a mermaid to fool many people. Even though manatees and dugongs are not mermaids, their biological classification is in the order Sirenia. Siren, get it? Reminding us of a case of mythological misidentification. Jenny Hanover's are actually skates, not mermaids. In another case of misidentification, the Jenny Hanover's the sailors and tourists flocked to Antwerp to buy were actually skates and rays. Sailors dried, carved, and varnished the carcasses of cartilaginous fish and shaped them to resemble mermaids, demons, and devilfish. Much like the Fiji mermaid exhibited by P.T. Barnum, the Jenny Hanover's were a hoax. Swiss naturalist Conrad Gessner tried to debunk the myth of the Jenny Hanover's back in 1558 when he said the mermaids were simply disfigured rays, but the objects remained popular into the 19th century, and some can still be found today. NOAA might say that mermaids aren't real, but they also say we barely know anything about the ocean. The ocean covers 71% of the Earth's surface, and according to the NOAA, more than 95% of the ocean has not been explored. Who knows what could be hiding in the depths of the sea, unseen by human eyes? Is it possible that there are mermaids lurking somewhere in the oceans? Well, probably not. But in any case, keep in mind that they might look something like a manatee. Alright, very cool. Let's look at HistoryExtra.com, where they have an article called Tales from the Deep. Separating the Real Folklore of Mermaids from Disney Stories Mermaids are beautiful, benevolent, and captivating. Or at least, that's the Disney version. Writing for BBC History Revealed, Dr. Hedda Howes separates the real-world legend from the fishwives' stories. What image comes to mind when you hear the word mermaid? For many people, it will be Ariel the red-headed Disney princess who trades her tail for legs and her voice for a chance to win herself a life on land. For others, the word will conjure 
the one heroine of Hans Christian Andersen's original fairy tale, who, unlike her Disney counterpart, is rejected by her prince and dissolves into sea foam, losing the chance to gain an immortal soul. It's largely thanks to the popularity of Andersen's fairy tale that mermaids have become standardized in the West over the past two centuries. Like Ariel, they are depicted as hybrid creatures, with the torso and head of a beautiful woman and a tail of a fish. They often carry a mirror or a comb and have the speech and personality of a human woman. However, the history of the mermaid myth and its many manifestations across the globe reveals a far more complex picture. Mermaids transform depending on which seas we find them in, sometimes beautiful, sometimes monstrous, sometimes seductive, sometimes maternal, and oftentimes all of these at once. These enchanting entities can be a far cry from a tragic victim of Anderson's influential tale. Mermaids, regardless of where they call home, are persistently contradictory and ambivalent and powerful creatures, used to represent the unknown and the undiscovered. Were mermaids and sirens one and the same? The origins of mermaids are difficult to trace. While some cultural historians believe the fish goddess and early religions were their ancestors, others consider sirens to be the first models for mermaids. Made famous by Homer's epic poem, The Odyssey, Sirens are bird-woman hybrids who lure sailors to their deaths through song and who may eat the flesh of men who do not please them sexually. In the 13th century, writer Richard de Fourneval recorded three kinds of sirens, two of which are actually half-women, half-fish. This helps to explain why sirens and mermaids became interchangeable in the Renaissance Europe. Both were consistently associated with fertility, seduction, and the dangers of sexual encounters, and the people really did believe in their existence. Tales of mermaids and sirens were spread by travelers from sea to land, and sightings are recorded by sailors from the Middle Ages right through the 18th century. In 1608, explorer Henry Hudson wrote that on one morning, one of our company looking overboard saw a mermaid reportedly with the tail of a porpoise and long dark hair. In 1493, near Rio del Oro, of course we've already mentioned Christopher Columbus, recorded a disappointing encounter with three sirens, describing them as not so beautiful as they are painted, though to some extent they have the form of a human face. According to legend, sirens haunt Haitian waters to this very day. La Siren, a beautiful woman with a fish tail, is a Haitian spirit summoned by blowing of a conch, a symbol of wealth and seduction. She bestows prosperity on those she favors, but angers easily. Carrying a mirror to represent the portal between the human and mystical worlds she might visit you in a dream and take you down to her underwater realm to teach you sacred secrets. Folktales and Victorian Freak Shows During the Renaissance, cosmographers often marked unexplored waters with the phrase Hic sunt sirena, here be sirens and mermaids. As mermaids often represent the mysterious unknown, it is unsurprising that anyone who managed to get their hands on one 
was eager to show it off or to turn the public's fascination to their own financial gain. One of the most famous examples of this phenomenon is the Fiji mermaid, which made its way from Nagasaki to London in 1822. In Japan, instead of mermaids, an explorer might find ningyo, literally translated as human fish. They are more varied and often more monstrous than European mermaids. All have fish bodies, but some have horned human head, others monkey-like head, or a scaled face. According to legend, eating the flesh of these creatures will elongate your life on the consumer. The folktale Yao Bikuni tells of a young girl who does just that and becomes immortal. After outliving several husbands, she seeks solace in a convent but suffers so much uni that she eventually takes her own life. Another tells of a fisherman who managed to catch a ningo and feed its flesh to his children. However, instead of gaining eternal youth, they immediately grow scales and die. Both tales warn us that encounters with Japanese mermaids might have devastating consequences. A Japanese folktale tells of a fisherman who manages... To, yeah, it's just repeating the story we just told. In 1854, when Japan opened more widely to trade, exportation of ningyo to sideshows in America and Europe, where they were rebranded as mermaids, becoming a prosperous business. Captain Samuel Barrett Eads bought one from Dutch sailors for a vast sum of money. He seems to have been convinced that this Fiji mermaid with the head of a monkey and the bottom of a fish, and a face contorted in pain and terror, was not only worth the expense, but real, despite the expert opinion of various naturalists who deem it a fabrication. The advertisement for its London exhibition declared Eads Mermaid, the wonder of the world, the admiration of all ages, the theme of the philosopher, the historian, and the poet. Apparently, the general public were as convinced as Eads, or at least very curious. The Mirror estimates that 3,000 to 4,000 people per day paid their shilling to visit the mermaid. Eventually, as new marvels were brought to shore by other explorers, interest in the Fiji mermaid waned, and the exhibition shut down. It eventually ended up in the hands of the greatest showman, P.T. Barnum, who successfully toured the creature around America. The Mermaids of Africa. Rivers, lakes, and seas have been crucially historically have been crucial historically in African regions for trade, food, communication, and transport. However, bodies of water also have far darker associations due to the transatlantic slave trade, which transported millions of enslaved people across the Atlantic, a journey during which many died. African mermaid lore therefore represents both the dominance and ambivalence of water in the continent's culture. Water spirits, which had long been honored and celebrated in Africa, became entangled with European iconography of mermaids from the 15th century onward. As Euro-African contacts increased, in the Yoruba tradition, saints and spirits called Orishas are sent by Alodumar, their 
origin of virtue and morality to rule the forces of nature. The Orishas Yamonia is the mother of the oceans. Or is it Yamaya? I don't know. Is the mother of oceans and is often visualized as a siren or a mermaid. A beautiful woman with a tail of a fish holding a conch shell. Temperamental and associated with fertility, Yamaya is worshipped as a protector of women and children and a champion for justice. She increased in prominence in the Caribbean and the Americans when enslaved survivors of the Middle Passage began petitioning her for alleviation of their suffering. Another Yoruba water deity is Ocean, spelled O-S-H-U-N. Goddess of sensuality and fertility, she reigns over the Osun Osagbo sacred grove in Nigeria. Folktales describe her spiteful t- temper and sinister smiles she reserves for those who have wronged her. Three memorable mermaids from around the world. A targetus. Thousands of years ago, so the legend has it, an egg fell from the sky into the Euphrates River. A fish, realizing it had found something special, nudged the egg to shore where it hatched a goddess. Thought by many to be the first mermaid, a targetus, known as Decurto, was a Semitic goddess worshipped in northern Syria 3,000 to 4,000 years ago. Associated with the moon and fertility, Atargetus reigned over the sea and controlled its waters. However, her story is a tragic one. She fell in love with a shepherd, but ended up killing him after bearing his child. Consumed with guilt and shame, she jumped into the sea, where she acquired the lower body of a fish, and where she is said to remain to this day. Malusine According to medieval French legend, a beautiful fairy named Melusin was singing by a fountain when she met a nobleman, Raymond. She agreed to marry him on one condition. He must leave her alone on a Saturday. The couple enjoyed a happy marriage for many years, and Melusin used her powers to build the powerful fort of Lusigan. But one fateful Saturday, Raymond spied on Melusin. He found her bathing and spotted that she had a tail of a serpent. Melusin was transformed into a dragon by Raymond's betrayal and flew away. Some say that Melusin's cries still haunt Lusigan, but those seeking the mermaid today are more likely to find her on the Starbucks coffee cup, as the company's logo is reportedly based on the 16th century depiction of her likeness. Sedna Inuit mythology tells of a girl who refused to take a husband and instead married a dog. Furious, the girl's father took her out to the sea in a boat and threw her overboard. When she tried to climb back in, he cut off her fingers to drown her. But her fingers changed into seals, or whales, according to other versions of the legend, and she survived. The girl became Sedna, a sea goddess who guards the oceans. With sea creatures entangled in her hair, Sedna is half woman and half fish, and is often depicted with the bottom half of a killer whale. During the 20th century, local water goddesses became increasingly homogenized under the general name of Mamiwata 
Pidgin English for Mother Water. While her name seems to have emerged with the slave trade, the concept of Mamiwata can be traced right back to the earlier African Orishas and other indigenous water spirits. A powerful and contradictory figure, she is always attractive, with the torso of a woman and the bottom half of a fishtail, often accompanied by a snake. While she is known to be seductive and dangerous, Mamiwata is also associated with fertility, although ironically, it is believed that her followers can't bear children. A liaison with Mamiwata often requires a significant sacrifice, perhaps celibacy or even the life of a family member, but she can bestow great wealth in exchange, known as a capitalist deity. She is materialistic and associated with the social mobility. Mamiwata is traditionally worshipped in trance dances, a practice that slave owners tried to curb. A symbol of female liberation and empowerment, the deity allows women to become powerful priestesses and healers in return for their devotion. Mermaids from the waters of Haiti to the sacred groves of Nigeria continue to seduce us. Disney's Little Mermaid is about to get a live-action reboot. Beyonce dressed up as Ocean in her music video for a single holdup, and Modique Rofe's The Mermaid of the Black Conch was awarded the Costa Book of the Year in 2020. Mysterious and powerful forces for destruction and protection, mermaids not only hold up a mirror to the mystical, the supernatural, and the unknown, but also to our own societies and to ourselves. All right, very cool article. I think it's fascinating to hear the history behind how these stories come to be, where they originate from. It's very cool. All right, let's take a short break and get right back at it after this. All right, jumping right back into the stories. We're going to go over to... Let's see. The mermaid story. The Kauai Point Mermaid. First ever photos of a mermaid. Image of a half-woman, half-fish dazzles tourists in Hawaii. By Anne Victoria, Weekly World News. Kalua Kona, Hawaii. For more than 50 years, people have reported seeing a mermaid off the coast of Hawaii's Big Island but the sightings were never taken seriously, until a dive boat captain finally captured the half-woman, half-fish on film. Dive master Jeff Liker, 43, photographed the creature known as the Kauai Point Mermaid on April 12, 1998, as he and six other divers were exploring the ocean bottom about 20 minutes off of Hawaii's sunny Kona coast. Liker points to the spot where he photographed the mermaid. I'd hear about her I'd heard about her before, said Liker, who operates Jack's diving locker. Most of us who are out in the waters regularly hear stories, but I'd never seen her until that morning. We were on our way out to the point when a school of dolphins started following the boat, playing in our wake. Suddenly one of the men on the port side started yelling and pointing. 
I couldn't believe what I saw. There, not ten feet from the bow, was what looked like a nude woman. She had long, flowing hair and one of the most beautiful faces I've ever seen. Image of Mermaid was captured on film as she swam above divers exploring the ocean bottom on April 12th. And the photo is copyrighted 1998 for Jeff Liker. But there's no way of a human being could be swimming so fast. She was keeping right up with the dolphins. Then she leapt into the air and my heart almost gave out on me. The entire lower half of her was covered with scales and tapered back into a huge fishtail. She jumped once more, then disappeared under the surface. All ten people on the boat witnessed the bizarre incident, but there was another incredible surprise still ahead. About an hour later, we arrived at the point, and we were diving. I was photographing some colorful fish with my underwater camera. Suddenly, I felt something brush against my right leg. She shot by me like a streak of lightning, then turned and came back past me, swimming the other way. I just aimed the camera and started snapping pictures. I kept shooting as she broke for the surface and ran and swam away. Weekly World News has Liker's pictures analyzed by three noted photography labs. All three say the photos are genuine and have not been tampered with. The photos of the Kauai Point Mermaid have been studied and authenticated by experts. I feel very lucky that I'm the one to finally prove to the world what people here have known for half a century, says Liker. The Kauai Point Mermaid is real. All right. And I tried to... I tried to look up this specific mermaid, the Kauai Point Mermaid, and see if there was any Snopes or anything to discredit the story. And I couldn't come across anything saying that it was a hoax. So do with that what you will. All right, let's hop into another article. We're going to mermaidsoftheearth.com. And see what we can get into. The Origins of Mermaids by Means of Folklore, Legends, and Mythology I'm often asked where the idea of mermaids came from, who came up with the idea, and whether they might exist and have existed at some point. After all, the concept of mermaids is so prevalent in human cultures all over the world. It is a fair question. I devoted a chapter to this question in Mermaids of the Earth coffee table book. The first known mention in human history of a figure that it was human with a fish tail is from around 5000 BC, where Babylonian mythology of the god Ea, or Ea, described him as having the body of both a man and a fish. Ea was later known by the Greeks as Oanus, or Oanus, and by some Semitic tribes as Dagon. But clearly, Ea, Oanus, was not a mermaid. The first appearance of mermaids in human culture seems to have occurred around 1000 BC in Assyria, roughly equivalent to present-day Syria, plus the northern area of Iraq. In mythology of Assyria, the beautiful fertility goddess, Atargetus, as we mentioned in other articles, became a mermaid after casting herself in the lake. 
right. I'm just going to go through these. Atargetus became known to the Greeks as Aphrodite, Derceto, while similar stories and is incorporated into Greek mythology as well. Greek mythology then expands on the concept of mermaids, including, in part, the Nereids, the Tritons, the Sirens, and the Thessalonike. Here are some broad strokes of the Greek mythology that, as it pertains to mermaids. The Nereids were sea nymphs and portrayed at times with fish tails and at times with legs. There were 50 Nereids, all daughters of Nereus and Doris, inhabiting the Aegean Sea with their parents. A prominent Nereid was Thetis, mother of the great Homeric hero Achilles. Another prominent Nereid was Amphrodite, who married Poseidon and bore Triton. Nereus, father of the Nereids, was one of the Titans and was the oldest son of Pontus, the sea, and Gia, the earth. He was considered the old man of the sea and was depicted as a human with long fish-like tail. His wife Doris was the daughter of Oceanus and Tithus, both of whom were children of Uranus, the sky, and Gia, the earth. When the Titans were overthrown by Zeus and his siblings, Nereus was replaced as ruler of the seas by Poseidon. Amphitrite and Poseidon were the parents of Triton, who was a merman, and like the Nereids, had a tail of a fish. Triton essentially inherited the kingdom of the sea from Poseidon, who inherited it from Nereus. Children today will recognize Triton as the father of Ariel, the little mermaid, in the Disney movie. The Tritons are descendants of Triton, and are mermen and mermaids. Alright. Sirens. The mythology of sirens is fairly confused, but sirens in Greek mythology were originally women's with the lower body and wings of a bird who lured sailors to their death by singing with indescribable beautiful voices. Then, at some point, they lost their feathers in the singing contest with the Muses, the goddesses of literature, science, and the arts, and being no longer able to fly, they flung themselves into the ocean, where they either perished or transformed into mermaids, depending on which legend you read. The Romans adopted the sirens into Roman mythology as women with a fish tail, and that became much more preferred interpretation in later times. The sirens were supposedly daughters of the river god Achilles, and the lends some weight to the fishtail appearance. Later, Roman mythology made the sirens also extremely beautiful and seductive, but still equally deadly. Later yet, the Greek and Roman mythologies of sirens were mixed up with local myths, legends, and beliefs in other cultures. In many languages today, the word siren is synonymous with mermaid. In Spanish, French, Italian, Polish, Romanian, Portuguese, and Filipino, the word for mermaid is respectively Serena, Sirene, Serena, Sirena, Serena, and several variations on the same word with different spellings. Then there's Thessalonike. A completely separate legend is that of Thessalonike. She was the sister of Alexander the Great 
and was immortalized when Alexander recovered a flask of water from the fountain of immortality and washed her hair with the immortal liquid. When Alexander died, Thessalonike was grief-stricken and jumped into the sea to kill herself. Being immortal, she could not die and was transformed into a mermaid instead. In this form, Thessalonike roamed the Aegean Sea for centuries, often asking sailors on passing ships whether Alexander still lived. If they reassured her that he still lived and ruled, she would let them pass. If they failed to reassure her, she would turn into a monster and send them to the bottom of the sea. The legend is immortalized on the Greek island of Thassos with the mermaid statue. At the base is a poem by the Greek poet Nikos Kazantikis, which translates roughly as below. It is not an island, it was a beast lying on the sea, it was the mermaid, the sister of Alexander the Great, who mourned and made the sea rough. Right? Later mermaids, myth, and legend. Scottish mythology includes the Sig, as mentioned before, which is the form of a woman from the waist up, and the tail of a salmon below the waist. Sig can grant three wishes to those who capture them. Both Ireland and Scotland have tales of the marrow, which are human above the waist and fishtail below, and have webbed hands. They are benevolent and at times intermarry with humans, taking human shape while on land. They wear a red cap while in the sea, which enables them to breathe underwater, and if you hide this cap from them, they will stay with you on land. The Owl of Man has been very Mermaids who can be both dangerous and helpful. Scotland and the Faroe Islands have legends and myths of the Selkies, who live in the ocean in the shape of seals, but they can shed their seal skin and live as humans. They can be trapped on land if the human lover or husband hides their seal skin, and there are a number of stories about the tragedies from such relationships. In one version, Selkies are former humans who drown themselves. Mainland Europe has folklore about Melusine, a freshwater mermaid, sometimes with wings as well, sometimes with a snake tail instead of a fish tail, and sometimes with two tails, as in the Starbucks logo. She married a human, but one week she transformed into a mermaid while taking her bath. We already read the part where her husband breaks their agreement and sees her in this form. But the Malusine story exists in several local legends. Notably, the city of Luxembourg has a legend of the Count Siegfried of Ardennes, who founded Luxembourg in the year 963 and married Malusina. As in other legends, she disappeared after he broke his promise and saw her in a bath as a mermaid. A separate legend has Malusine marrying Prince Raymondin of Pantau, with him forming the royal house of Lusinan. This is almost certainly the origin of an illustration showing a mermaid with a crown, thus the original of the Starbucks mermaid. German legends include Undine, a freshwater sprite who is immortal yet has no soul. She can obtain a soul by marrying a husband and bearing a child. Legend tells that she marries a human and bears him a child, after which she has a soul and starts to age. 
Her husband then is unfaithful, and she curses him and returns to the water. The later famous story of Undine, written by Friedrich de la Motte Fouque in 1811, tells that Undine is born a mermaid and is exchanged as a child for a human child by a river god. She marries a human and thereby obtains an immortal soul. Her husband later rejects her, and Undine returns to the sea in her mermaid family, but warns her husband that he must remain faithful to her or she will be honor-bound to kill him. He fails to be to heed this sensible warning and recklessly marries a human woman, after which Undine kills him despite her love for him. Right? These and other stories may have inspired the fairy tale The Little Mermaid, written by Hans Christian Andersen in 1836. This is the story of the little mermaid who falls in love with a human prince and gives up her voice and tail to become human and get a human soul. In the Disney version, she marries the prince and lives happily ever after. But in the original story, the prince marries another, and the little mermaid dissolves into sea foam and is then rescued in the final moments. You'll have to read the original story, which inspired the world-famous The Little Mermaid statue in Copenhagen, which has inspired and been adapted into many works of art. Right, we've already talked about the Russian Rusalkas. China has some tales of mermaids with webbed feet and hands, while Cambodia and Thailand have well-known legends of the golden mermaid Suvana Macha, a mermaid princess who falls in love with a human prince and has a child with him. Of course, the African Mamiwata is a water sprite, often shown as a mermaid. And in the Caribbean, they have tales of a yai, let's see, a kayai and la sarine, both mermaids. The mingu, plural for jingu, of Cameroon are said to be beautiful mermaid-like figures with long woolly hair and gap-toothed smiles. They live in rivers and the sea and bring good fortune to those who worship them. In Brazil, there's folklore about Aira, who is a mermaid, a water nymph, or a siren, depending on the context or story. Aira means something like lady of the lake or water queen. According to the legend, Ira is an immortal freshwater nymph in appearance of a beautiful young woman with green hair and light skin who sits by a rock by the river combing her hair and dozing under the sun. When she feels a man around, she sings to gently lure him to her to live out his life with her under the water. Mermaids and mermen are also part of Philippine folklore, known as the Serena. They are human above the waist and have fish tails. They can be good or evil. Sometimes drowning sailors after luring them into water with spellbinding songs, and other times trying to rescue drowning sailors. On Java, there are many ancient legends, sagas, myths, folklore stories about the Havanese mermaid queen, Ni Roro Kidul. She is tied in with many of the royals in the Java's history and is considered the queen of the South Sea, the Indian Ocean, and in control of their giant waves and tsunamis that originate there. 
She is known to lure handsome young men into the sea from fishing boats and even the beach. She is aqua green in color and is part of local beliefs that aqua green is a sacred color and wearing this color will anger her. On the Geomundo Island in South Korea, a local legend tells of a, wa- of a mermaid, Sunjiki, with fair white skin and long black hair. She appears mainly during bright moonlit evenings or in early mornings to warn fishermen about oncoming storms or typhoons by throwing rocks at the cliff and making warning sounds. Another local legend is found in Napier, New Zealand, where Pania of the Reef is the central character in a Maori legend of a sea maiden who marries the son of the tribal chief and has a son with him. Spending nights on land with her husband and child and days in the sea with her mermaid people, she flees back into the ocean when he tries to make her permanently human. There are countless other similar local legends across the world, and many have the same story elements. All right. Mermaid sightings. There's a theory that mermaid legends came about as a result of presumably very drunk and very lonely sailors mistakenly seeing manatees or dugongs for attractive women with fish tails. While manatees can be very graceful in the water, they typically weigh over a thousand pounds and their faces are not easy to mistake for a woman's face. Nevertheless, three species of manatees and one dugong species form the animal order of Serenia, so named in honor of the drunk lonely sailor theory on the origin of mermaids. Maybe drunken lonely sailor is too harsh. Of course, we know already that Christopher Columbus reported seeing three mermaids, although not as beautiful as they were presented. And famous English pirate Blackbeard reported seeing mermaids. Right? Aquatic ape theory? Another theory of mermaids and human origin is fairly advanced primates living by wading in seawater and eating marine animals, adapted to living in water by becoming largely hairless and bipedal. It has been suggested that some of these aquatic apes evolved into modern humans, while others evolved into mermaids. The aquatic ape theory of human evolution is not widely accepted in the scientific community, and there does not appear to be any scientific evidence whatsoever for the aquatic ape theory of mermaid evolution or the existence of mermaids at all. Conclusion, mermaids have been a part of human culture for thousands of years, with the most major influences from Greek and Roman mythology, but has also been much influence from many other cultures across the globe, both before and after the Greeks and Romans. Mermaids have been seen by forces both good and evil from the start, and this tradition continues to this day. Although the general tendency in current culture is to regard them as mostly benign, beautiful, attractive, independent, and as interested in humans. And they have evolved into symbols of the ocean conservation and marine species conservation and the responsible and sustainable care for ocean ecology. All right, we hop over to an article by galdim.com that says, to this day, my granny swears that her younger sister was taken by a mermaid. 
Alright, so let's get into it. It was written by Zara Spencer. So we skip through and get to the story. It says, To this day, my granny swears that her younger sister was taken by a mermaid on a day when they were swimming in a river in Jekmel, says Jadine, a 24-year-old second-generation Haitian living in Miami. The story goes that her sister, my great-aunt, disappeared beneath the surface and was found a day later on a bank some ways away with memories of being dragged underneath by this woman-like creature. I mean, it's interesting because you're tempted to brush off these stories with logic, like, oh, she just got pulled away by a current and washed up on the shore or something. But then on the other hand, where's the smoke? There must be fire, right? Like, there are so many people saying the same things, Jadine continues. I think naturally, the way we relate to a lot of our folklore and stories is through fear. This creates a feeling of darkness and makes many Caribbean people worry of engaging with our folklore in a meaningful way. But it's worthwhile to note the complex and vivid stories of our ancestors were able to weave. Our mythology is as whimsical and fanciful and exciting as other cultures around the world. Alright, very cool. We go over once again to Ranker where they have a list of macabre mermaid tales pulled from the darkest depths of the sea by Tolkien. Alright, The Little Mermaid includes a literal bloodbath. The Little Mermaid is a sinister morality tale by 19th century Danish author Hans Christian Andersen. Like the beloved Disney film, it follows a mermaid's quest to win the heart of a handsome prince whose life she saves from the water. Unlike the beloved Disney film, the original takes a dark turn when the mermaid is unable to win the prince's heart. Mute and alone, she is doomed to be transformed into sea foams because the fish guild or fish girls have no soul and cannot go to heaven. Her sisters sell their hair to the sea witch in exchange for a dagger that the mermaid must use to pierce the prince in his sleep. If she lets his blood wash over her feet, she will regrow her tail and return to the ocean. The heroine stands over the sleeping prince with the dagger for a long time, but cannot follow through with the dreadful act. Because she resisted taking him, angels appeared and let her know she can work for several hundred years doing good deeds, and then perhaps she may obtain an immortal soul and go to heaven. A Japanese mermaid has a snake body and fangs. Sure, it's unsettling to think about a half-fish person, but what about a half-snake person? This Japanese myth is known as Nur-Ona, and she has the face and hair of a woman, but the eyes and teeth of a snake. Nur-Ona sits by the shore, cradling a bundle of trick hum to trick humans into thinking she's a distressed mother holding a baby. If a passerby picks up her bundle, it becomes so heavy it pins her to the rocks. Then, Nur-Ona uses her long-pointed tongue to drain their blood at a pace that suits her. In some versions of the tale, she even strangles her victim with her pretty hair. The blue men of mink have a taste for human flesh. We've already mentioned this when we were talking about the Scottish folklore, telling of the strange group of creatures that inhabit one particular strait. According to the legend, they would appear in groups with only their torsos raised out of the water, 
these blue men of mink would wave to sailors in a friendly manner, and the sailors would assume they were innocent people in need of rescue. But when the sailors got closer, they would see the unnatural blueness of the men's skin and the elongated, twisted features of their faces. Unfortunately, sailors close enough to recognize the blue men were close enough to become prey. The blue men would drag them into the water and feast on their flesh. Those seductive sirens were actually horrific monsters. Right? It talks about in the Odyssey how the um about how Odysseus faces the sirens and ties himself to the boat to be able to hear their call without being seduced. The first mermaid was the result of a suicide attempt. That talks about a targetist that we've mentioned a couple of times, throwing herself into the ocean and being transformed into a mermaid. Rusalki, the Russian vengeful spirits of girls who passed violently. Irish mermaids, we've already mentioned about them staying as humans if someone hides their skin. But it says Irish mermaids are seals looking for their skin. So messed up. Some mermaids are mer-zombies. In the original telling of Anderson's The Little Mermaid, the Sea King's daughters tell tales of the corpses of sailors that sink down into the sea. In some mermaid mythology, these men are brought back to life in the form of merfolk. However, these mer-zombies retain no memories of their past life on land. It's interesting. French mermaids have dragon wings and serpent tails. The Molucine is a sea creature from French mythology with a few tweaks on the traditional mermaid model. Her parents were a fairy and a human, but the mortal father betrayed the magical mother. When Lucine learned of the betrayal, she imprisoned her father in a mountain. Her mother, furious, cursed her, and then on, she would turn into a serpent below the waist every Saturday. The beautiful Melusine even won the heart of a king, though she made him promise not to peek on her on Saturdays. But of course he did, and when he saw her monstrous appearance, she flew away. Some mermaids are portly monks trying to convert you. The world was particularly human-centric in the 16th century. People believed that the creatures of the sea were just the underwater version of terrestrial animals and plants. So when French naturalist Guillaume Rodelet came across a sea creature that resembled a monk in 1554, he naturally concluded it was an oceanic counterpart of those earthly figures. A description of the animal is pretty horrifying. He said, It has a human head and face, resembling in appearance the men with shorn heads, whom we call monks, because of their solitary life. But the appearance of its lower parts, bearing a coating of scales, barely indicated the torn and severed limbs and joints of the human body. The creature is now believed to be a giant squid, though the whole story could have been a hoax on the part of Rondelet. And finally, we go over to Atlas Obscura, where they describe places to see real-life mermaids. Alright, number one. Fujinomiya, Japan. 
Tenshu Kayusha Shrine. If legends surrounding the hideous little goblin found in Japan's Tenshu Kyushu Shrine are to be believed, it may be the oldest mermaid on the list. As the story goes, the creature is 1400 years old and once appeared to a local prince claiming to have been a regular fisherman who was cursed after fishing in protected waters. The mermaid is said to have asked the prince to build a shrine as a reminder of his mistake, displaying the cursed corpse for all to see. However, this is more likely a taxidermy abomination. Alright, Big Bend Power Plant, Manatee Viewing Area. Possibly one of the least expected places to see so-called mermaids is the wastewater pools of this Florida power plant. It is widely believed that the myth of the mermaid is primarily inspired by manatee sightings as the bulbous, fleshy sea cows gracefully floated beneath the waves. A large group of animals continue to do so today outside of this Florida power plant as the heated wastewater from the facility drains out and creates a comfortable environment for the creatures which from such a close vantage point are definitely some unattractive mermaids. Number three, Fiji Mermaid at the Nature Museum, Grafton, Vermont. The classic Fiji Mermaid located in Vermont's quaint nature museum has taken from a fraternal lodge. The ugly beast bears all the hallmarks of Barnum-esque hybrid from the sickly fishtail to the desiccated body cobbled together from unknown animal parts. Although the likely culprit is some type of small monkey, unlike many Fiji mermaids, this one has a mustache, although it's hard to say whether facial hair is a gender indicator within fake mermaid physiology. It should be noted that this little guy is held in storage in the museum's basement, but brought out from time to time. As opposed to other creatures on this list, the South Korean mermaids are actually just human women who have come to be known as legendary fish, fisher people. Flipping the traditional South Korean gender roles, the Hinyo of Jeju Sea Island are responsible for the community's fishing duties, earning their fantastical names, thanks to the practice of free diving for their catches. Unfortunately, the traditional practice is nearing extinction due to the younger generation increasingly leaving the island to work in bigger cities. This, of course, has left only the elderly fisherwoman or women to continue on as the Jeju mermaids, although their age makes them only more incredible. This is the only merman on the list, but you can hardly tell by looking at him. This Fiji mermaid-type chimera located in a Canadian shop, was said to either have been acquired or actually created by the store's original proprietor, Norman Luxton. The gross-looking monster, with its clearly carved grimace, is a far cry from a lovely merpeople of legend, but it is beloved nonetheless. Wikiwachi in Wikiwachi, Florida. Florida's City of Mermaids is probably the closest one is going to get to see the idealized western version of real mermaids in the flesh. Since 1947, the tiny town, with its population in the single digits, has been home to live mermaid shows where women don glittering tails and flit around a giant aquarium that is fed by a natural spring. The mayor of this little burg is even former performer from the city, making Wikiwachi possibly the only city in the world to be governed by a mermaid.
All right, and last on our list is the statue of the Little Mermaid in Copenhagen, Denmark. This, of course, is the quintessential mermaid from which most other mermaids are judged. The famous Copenhagen statue was inspired by Hans Christensen's tale of, com of comely mermaid falling in love with the surface world. The statue is the essential vision of a mermaid as the Western world knows them, a beautiful young girl on top of massive fish on the bottom. A classic. All right. That concludes our episode on mermaids and sirens. And that was really cool hearing the historical accounts of mermaids and mermaid lore. I really enjoyed it. With that being said, be sure to hop on over to our Facebook group at Paranormal Stories Spooky Shiz. Spooky Shiz is in parentheses. And it's a great way to connect with me, see our spooky memes that we post, or submit your story for future episodes. All right. Thank you for listening today, and stay spooky, my friends. <laughs>